You got to stop. You're horrible at gambling. Put it on his nuts. Oh, miss you. <laughs> We're back. Just getting facials once in a while. Welcome to the Power Trip Morning Show. 31% eat the tip. I can't wait to eat you. Uh, certainly not. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Download it now. It's free. It's video. I've told you that story. What? But eight years ago, a buddy of mine and I are at our apartment. We get high. I go, hey, can I have some orange juice? I get up. I pour a glass. I have it. I sit back down. He looks over at me and goes, yeah, Paul. <laughs> like six minutes have gone by. He was so crushed. You're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Well, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, you guys do a hell of a job. Thank you. We appreciate it very much. Even Chuck said. Chuck said it doesn't necessarily mean it's fact. Good old Chuck. Yeah, good old Chuck. Chuck. you. All right, well, a little Queens of the Stone Age to open the show up with, and that is obviously a direct tribute to Brian Oak. That's one of his favorite bands. And, yeah, Smitty, um, unfortunately, we uh, got the news on Wednesday because uh, Oak was on the show Wednesday morning, and it was uh, Wednesday afternoon that the news broke that uh, Brian Oak had been let go from iHeart and is uh, is no longer um, an employee at K one hundred two or on the air at all. So, um, kind of, kind of a shock. I mean, Oak Oak has left iHeart before and then uh, triumphantly returned. But yeah, just uh, not the news I was hoping to hear on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, I was thinking that also. Where um, that you know he's been let go or his position has been changed. I didn't even know that he was at K one hundred two. I thought he was at uh, Cities ninety seven point one. You know, oh, you're right. Cities. You're right. You're, you're right. Uh, uh, too many stations. <laughs> you're right. K <Okay. laughs> Cities ninety seven, of course. But yeah, I mean, I think your and I feelings about Oak are probably about the same. Where I think he's a legend in this in this uh, market, and um, at least when I was in studio this summer, I had a chance to talk with him a little bit, and he's just a great guy. And from from the whiskey weekend to his participation with fantasy football drafts, and just all kinds of stuff across the board, and that voice for radio like like no other before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you and I are both lucky enough to uh, have spent some uh, time with Mr. Oak and just, yeah, really, really good dude. Uh, he <laughs> looks like an unmade bed sometimes, but hey, it's radio. The voice is all that matters, right? So That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, I just uh, feel bad for feel bad for him. Um, you know, Hawk said the, the door is open um, if he wants to come back. In fact, uh, Hawk delivered a little bit of a speech uh, the next morning um, about the uh, the whole dismissal. Um, so uh, why don't we play that now? Tomorrow morning, you could turn on the Power Trip Morning Show, and it could be three other guys, four other guys. We could be gone. We could. Be, we do not own the Power Trip Morning Show. That's why we have to remember to take our vacation days. We have to remember to take President's Day off, like every other radio station show does, like every other morning show. We have to remember. That tomorrow they could fire, they could fire us tonight because they don't care. 
as much as we care about this show. They just don't. And I'm not talking about Abbott. I'm not even talking about many of the people in this building. I'm just saying that's the truth. And, and I, I'm reminded by about that again on a day like yesterday when, when Oak is let go because it doesn't matter how much you love something. If you don't own it, it can be taken away at any second. So live your life. We have to live. And I, I'm going to keep working hard on this show. I love this show. I hope it goes on forever. But it could be gone tomorrow. It doesn't matter how much I love it. I don't own it. So it could be gone. Yeah, pretty heartfelt there from Hawk. Um, I like when um, I, I like the fact that they, you know, can pretty much say whatever they want to. Um, and yeah, that was <laughs> I, I, I was it was some good, uh, some good, strong language. And, you know, I've, I always have that fear of like, you know, is there going to be a day where it's just like, yeah, we're done with this whole show. We're going to like uh, some different type of format. But hopefully their ratings have been strong enough that. Uh, I don't think K fans going anywhere. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thought that, you know, if one of them got let go, would the other ones just leave in solidarity? And um, we, we're we in a unique situation here in the Twin Cities with with uh, K fan programming, because it's been it's been basically the same thing for so very long. I think about yep. um, like a, a Justin Garter, someone like that, who you know, 20 years probably thought I'm next in line to get my own show. And there's just not been an opening for so long. I I wonder how long, how long they have left. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see the transition too, because you know, it, it is going to be different. It's like they, they, they've just been the model of consistency for so long and dominated the ratings for so long. And it's like, is that next generation, going to continue that or you know will it fade some without the strong personalities i mean i think the people you know people that are loyal to common are loyal to common and they're going to listen till the end but you know would those people be loyal to a guard a moleski or you know uh, whoever so it, yeah it, it's gonna be interesting and you know fa- father time gets us all i mean you know barrero and common are both what in their 60s pas like late 50s i mean the power trip are still the young guys so I'm, I'm still hoping we've got like a good 10 15 year run with the power trip but uh yeah it's uh it, it definitely will be a very interesting transition but you know smitty I've given it a lot of thought and you know there's been some problems oh got let go we've got this whole music thing going on you know, I, 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 there's just a lot of problems at iHeart, and believe it or not, I think I've come up with the solution. I, I'd love to hear it. What you got? Well, you know, I, I look at this from a financial perspective, right? Um, iHeart, I, I took a look at the the stock numbers, the earnings numbers. Um, they're they're bleeding, right? They in the last two years, they have lost on average from their market cap three million dollars a day. That's uh, that's really hard to do. They went from something like being a one point seven billion dollar company down to about a two hundred eighty seven million dollar company. And, you know, two hundred eighty seven million dollars is still a lot, but that is a massive haircut from where they were. So doing the math, you know, you're, you're the math teacher. I, I got a little bit of math in me just because of sports betting. Um, you do the math. If they keep losing three million dollars a day. The date I want you guys to circle on your calendars is May 23rd, 2024. Not that far. It's it's right around the corner. I mean, if the state fair is right around the corner, May 23rd is absolutely right around the corner. May 23rd, 2024, um, losing $3 million a day, their market cap will be low enough 
that if you call in and guess the correct initials on May 23rd, 2024, <laughs> you will win $66,000 and a rube will be able to purchase iHeartMedia, rehire Brian Oak, restart the music, and solve the world's problems. Wow. That is that is a well-thought-out plan. And uh, I wonder if it's coincidental that that would be right before Zach Halverson heads out of town for his uh, trip across the country. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that, you know, you could even, you, you, hell, you could put Zach up in five-star hotels all across the country. You could drive Mercedes <laughs> all the way there. I mean, you would, you would be in charge of the entire company. You could do whatever you want. You could get rid of, you know, any Paris Hilton podcast you want. Hell, you could buy the iHeart Yacht that they had a couple of years ago. You could put that baby in Lake Minnetonka and we could <laughs> sail around that and have like the Vikings love boat cruise, right? I mean, you would be in charge of everything. It's it's that close. That sounds great. And I'll just I'll just be in the corner shooting dice with my friends, I think, whatever's <laughs> happening on that on that yacht. Absolutely. And you know, if there's one guy that's probably gonna call in and win it, it's gonna be freaking Carl. And I've said this before. I love Carl. Carl's like the greatest <laughs> guy ever. If he were to win the jackpot a second time, he would be absolutely hated by everyone. So I don't I don't know if he calls in weekly or not anymore. Uh, but, uh, and maybe he wouldn't care, you know, $60,000, who cares if everybody hates me, but, uh, I would still love Carl, but I, I I'm, I'm guessing his uh, popularity rating amongst the roofs would crash through the floor, but, you know, <laughs> take a big guess at our Patreon happy hour, the one parlay ticket that hit, guess who had it? <laughs> Carl, of course. Uh, <laughs> so congrats to Carl. We did, uh, we did a bunch of like different same game parlays with like, you know, wolves and wild combinations and overs and unders. The one ticket that actually won was the wolves wild parlay. Cause they both won that night. So uh, Carl had that ticket and cash that baby. So congrats to Carl. It was a lot of fun to see everybody, at our happy hour um, fun crew, we played Stump the Smitty. Um, I felt you did really well, Smitty. I, I thought I did, too. You had some interesting questions, and I, I didn't do great on all of them, but I, I, I do have to brag that I nailed one when you asked. Um, it was the the number of quarterbacks in the history of the Vikings, and I had it to the number at 42. So I was pretty proud of that. Yeah, and you also told me that you're, you, uh, you asked the same question of your son, and he also nailed it with 42. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess it is, truly is the answer, the ultimate answer to life, the universe, and everything, and Vikings quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that, yeah, that, I, I don't know what I would have get. I think I probably would have been lower because I would have been biased by like Tarkenton and Kramer and felt like, well, we just didn't have that many for a long stretch. But even during their stretches, they were injured and there were backups that played and things. So yeah, it bumps the number up a little bit. But well, congrats to apparently, Oom um, tribal knowledge is the number of Vikings starting quarterbacks in franchise history. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get rolling as always with a bets update. All right. And speaking of freaking Carl, um, the Daytona 500 was last weekend and um, a little birdie told me that Carl also won some money on betting on the Daytona 500. So congrats again, Carl. You've got more money that you've won. So uh, well done on that. And uh, because he won money, he won more money than anybody on the power trip because they did the Daytona 500 bet. But it's the uh, the rule where if none of their drivers wins, then the bet is completely wiped away. That's exactly what happened. You know, if you were watching it, 
a lot of the power trippers were like right up there. Bonus's guy was up there. Hockey's guy was up there. Corey's guy was up there. Zach's guy was up there. They were all like right there. And then they had the gigantic crash and that wiped out almost everybody. Um, and, uh, and ultimately, uh, none of them, uh, was the champion. And so the bet was just a push. Uh, did you watch any of the Daytona, Smitty? No, you know, I, my only interest in the Daytona 500 was the power trip bets. And so on Sunday afternoon, I actually tuned in, I turned it on and saw that it was weather delayed until Monday. And then I just kind of forgot about it after that. I, after a day of work on Monday, I just didn't even think to turn it on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I turned it on because I was working. Um, so it was, uh, kind of fun to follow along with a little bit. I had a couple tickets on a couple long shots, which of course didn't hit, but apparently that's the race to, to bet some long shots because it's kind of wide open. So, but yeah, no dice for me. Um, no dice for sauce either in the Genesis open. He did the core versus four, uh, took basically the four big guns that were in the tournament and none of them even got close. He paid Corey on Saturday because he knew it was over. Yeah. And it was funny when uh, Sauce proposed it, you know, hey, do we want to do a core versus four kind of thing for this? And Corey hesitated and then came back from the next commercial break. So I'm I'm certain that he looked up the odds, saw what the situation was and was like, yes, please give me your money. Yeah, of course. I mean, like. That I will I will give anybody a core versus four bet in any golf tournament ever. Like that that's just like a standing bet. You want four golfers? Just let me know because um golf is uh fairly unpredictable. And even if you have the top four guys, at best you've probably got like maybe a 30 to 35% chance of winning. So I will I will take those odds uh anytime. So yeah, I think uh Sauce learned quickly that that wasn't uh wasn't quite the right bet. Uh, you kind of you kind of have to nail that one. About the uh, only time that ever would have been a good bet would would be peak Tiger era when when it almost felt like it was Tiger versus the field. So if you did a core versus four in that era, maybe it would have made sense. Maybe, but even you know it's funny because I did the analysis like a couple of years ago, and um, if you had bet on Tiger in every single major, you would have lost money, which is like unbelievable to think about, but. Um, it, it's the truth. He, he had some courses he dominated, like, uh, like Pete Tiger, if they were playing Bay Hill, no way would I have given you that bet. Cause he basically won Bay Hill every year he was in it. So yeah, that might've been slightly different, but these days, uh, every, a lot of good guys at the top. So I don't, I don't think I'd take that or I don't think I would not give that bet for any tournament right now. Uh, we did get the return this week of In the Box. In the Box was back this week. They played it on Tuesday. Zach walked away with $150. So good to have old In the Box back. It just kind of felt right. Um, I, I think I assume you're a fan, Smitty. I'm a huge fan. In fact, I think I shared that at a, uh, a, a family vacation a few years ago. We had a big gathering, my brother and his family and my parents. And I, I came up with an In the Box uh, In the Box for every single person in the family. And so we sat around and that was kind of our nightly entertainment was playing in the box. And then after, after I was done with all of mine, they came up with one for me and it's, it's just, it's an easy game to, to create. It's fun to listen to. You can participate if you want and, you know, think what would your number be? And it's, uh, it's great to have it back. Yeah, absolutely. And that sounds like a good, uh, well, maybe we'll bring it back for one of our uh, upcoming happy hours. So that might be a fun opportunity to get a little grease going. 
Um, last thing I wanted to talk about since it's coming up, um, the deadline is March 1st. I don't think Robert Sala is getting fired. Uh, I think Ben's going to win that bet for meat sauce for a hundred dollars. Um, I will say he deserves to be fired. I mean, meat sauce <laughs> should win this bet on principle. Um, unfortunately, Jets management is too stupid to fire Robert Sala. Um, so three one, I think Lieber's going to cash that ticket. Uh, so yeah, I think our I think our coaches are pretty much set for next year. I'd be stunned to see a firing at this point, um, even though they deserve it. I wonder if his job was saved by the Aaron Rodgers injury, where no matter what happened this year, it wasn't his fault because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I guess I'm like I I I don't know. <laughs> he's he's a terrible coach. And, <laughs> I mean, one of the one of the biggest like there were and I was I was on this bandwagon with so many people. They were like, the biggest fade this year is the New York Jets. They're like, this is not this is absolutely not going to work. And I feel like even if Rodgers had stayed healthy. They weren't doing anything. Um, I think the Dolphins and Bills were that much better. And yeah, I, I, I don't think Aaron was the savior. I definitely don't think Aaron off an Achilles is going to be the savior in 2024 either. So bet those unders, people. All right. <laughs> well, that will do it for the bets update. Let's hear those quotes. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the, than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. <laughs> bang and lung darts whale. All right, for our quotes of the week this week, we've got three great quotes. Um, last time we had the, uh, the Zach Pack, the all Zach, but uh, no appearances by our friend this week. Our, our number three quote comes from Chris Hockey, but also I will mention that it's not just Hockey's quote, but kind of the follow-up to his quote that won this one, the third spot in the, in the standings. It's much easier to go, well, Sauce is already dead. Why don't we just eat Paul? Right. So he knew that was going to happen. Of course. Plus, so that's why he was thrown yeah, I get away. that. And by the I'm way, fine with that. I'm that makes gonna, sense. I'm not going to waste any of you. Because Any after we've eaten all you. your flesh, yeah. I'm going to hollow out your skull and ride it down the mountain like a sled. Oh, <laughs> oh good news for me, there's it. enough room for two. <laughs> yeah. You could all ride it. Yeah. Can we do it again? <laughs> you do it all in one foul swoop. The full oh, on bobsled. Hop in here. Let's yeah. go. Let's pick them up. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Start saving everybody. Mock. Yeah. <laughs> Ing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that creates, like, again, why, one of the reasons I love radio, that created such a brilliant visual in my mind. <laughs> yes. I, I love the riffing they had off of each other and yes. the reference inside of a reference with the, 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 the Mockingbird song that just spontaneously <laughs> came out. Yes. And then, of course, uh, Corey with the punctuation, this show is stupid. Of course, yes. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Corey says that at least once a week, uh, definitely. But yeah, that's um, <laughs> when they when they said that they would go tandem um, down down the hill in the sauce's skull. That's uh, that gives you an idea of just how big that gourd might be. Yes. Uh, transitioning into number two. Also one with some good follow-up comments. This is our friend, the gentleman, John Creasel, with some uh, with the recent quote, very recent. This was just on Friday's show in response to some of the spending or lack thereof from the Twins. 
They play the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who's second to last in payroll, a goal for the Twins to shoot for next season. Yes, and there's always the uh, Friday power trip text where he asks what anyone wants from McDonald's. Mark Parrish has spent more in McDonald's today <laughs> than the Twins have spent on free agents. You're the best. You're good at yep. this. Yep. Give her hell. Yeah. So we don't ridiculous. want to the team. What a freaking embarrassment, too. Just yeah. in, honestly, and we felt, I fell for it again. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like my first marriage. I always expect things to change and then they don't. Oh my um, God. Except, yeah. Anyway, um, she was acquiring more free agents. All right. So, anyway, oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> as I was saying. <laughs> um, I, I love that one. That is uh, brilliant. Um, I am. I think he got a lot of Amen Brothers on that one, uh, uh, ripping on the twins there, and then yeah, throwing a few ex-wife comments to uh, to put it over the top. Yeah, I think at this point the quote of the week tournament it could have its own wing for for Creasel's ex-wife comments, but uh, <laughs> they uh, they seem to kind of fit pretty well, so I included it in that quote as well. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, big. Uh, I, I I love that he's like, I'm not spending a dime on the twins this year. Uh, I love that. And, you know, quite frankly, I everybody should just come down to Kansas City when the twins are here. That's if you're going to spend money this year and you want to go to a twins game, come down to Kansas City and give the money to the Royals. And that way it's not going to the poll ads and you can still enjoy your twins baseball. I think that sounds pretty good. I can't argue with that. It's it's softly tempting. That's all. That's the only money I'll be spending on the Twins this year for sure. Sounds good. And also sounding good is our number one quote of the week. I was a little bit worried about this one. It's maybe a little bit too inside baseball, but especially given what we talked about in the opening, I think this one fits pretty well. Here's Christopher Allen Hockey. Cora, I still think, do you know how you want to do a heist? Uh, Of course I want to do a heist. I think about it every day. I think they should shut this whole building down and they should have a hidden... They're working on it. Bank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you plan is in motion. Yeah. But somehow oh, you gotta boy. like make it to that building with like a million dollars. There's your quote of the year. <laughs> I love the those always feel like such heartfelt things too. Like when he kind of talks a little bit under his breath. You know, sometimes if I don't have headphones or uh, earbuds in or something, then um, sometimes you miss like those little subtle comments like that. But that was that was absolute perfect <laughs> cadence. And uh, yeah, they're working on it. Yeah, and I don't know if in the moment Tommy even realized what he was saying, but uh, what what Chris Hockey was saying, I mean, but um, Meat Sauce certainly caught it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, congratulations, I heart. Uh, Carl to the rescue, May 23rd, 2024. <laughs> if he hits that, I should win some fucking award for that, right? I mean, that would be the prediction of predictions that Carl Rotman wins the jackpot on May 23rd, 2024. That, that would be, that would be literally unbelievable. I, I the, the fix would be in everything would be thrown out there. This is, this is fixed. It's rigged because, because of the prediction that you just made. Absolutely. Literally rigged. It's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. All right. Well, this week in Your Thoughts, um, I'm going to continue the uh, quotes of the week because those are three great quotes you came up with, Smitty. Um, kind of uh, like I don't want to step on your bit here, but like every week there is something that Zach says that makes me bust, just gut bust laughing. Um, and here's, uh, so I'm going to call this Zach Snacks because uh, you've got quotes, you're the quotes guy or whatever. I'm not tweeting these out or anything. Just dropping them in the podcast. Something that made me gut laugh from Zach this week. And here you go. 
imagine you went to the Louvre and while you were in there, you were like, you know, I could buy the Mona Lisa and take it home if I'd like. That's what unique classic cars is. Got it. They have a 1930 Ford Model A Roadster. They sure as hell do. They have everything. And I walked around that place, man, for about four hours just looking at cars. Looks a lot better than the place I went. Generic modern cars. <laughs> Brilliant. Bunch oh, of <laughs> oh, Zach. I, uh, he, he's the best. Every week he makes me gut laugh. Zach Halverson is the Stephen Wright of the power trip. What do you think? He really is. And there is, you could tell that like a lot of his, like his delivery and his cadence and everything, you could tell how much he loved Norm MacDonald. Um, Cause there's so much Norm MacDonald in some of what Zach says and it cracks me up. And, and, and I love Norm MacDonald too. He was, he was awesome. And he was so, he, he just had a very unique style and delivery. And uh, yeah, Zach, uh, just keep them coming, Zachary. I love it. <laughs> there you go. If Stephen Wright and Norm MacDonald had a baby, it is Zach Halverson. <laughs> That's perfect. Interesting <laughs> visual, too. <laughs> All right. Well, um, there's really no transition from that. Let's <laughs> let's talk about um, uh, we'll go down memory lane a little bit here. Uh, it's an old story. Um, this is back in the day. Sauce had that era for a couple of years where he would just sort of look out the window, gain his inspiration, and then everything would have to uh, end with like a touch it or look at me, um, that sort of thing. So this somehow started, this was the whole, this was the area when Chris Hockey had that riding lawnmower that he would just like leave in his driveway all winter and Kim would get on him. Um, so they were talking about that and how Hockey was, you know, going to have to drive his riding lawnmower to storage because he kept it in a storage unit for the winter and Sauce was convinced he should just sell it. A blower. You know what I'd like to do is roll my broken lawnmower into a random neighbor's driveway and just leave it there. You know what you should do? <laughs> Put a free sign on Why? it. Why? Just to see what happens. Put a free sign on it, and when somebody comes up to get it, just when they ask, how does it run? Say it runs like a top. It's all yours. Just get, and then once they get in the back of their truck, take off the other direction. Wait, what now? <laughs> Where am I going to go? That's at my Into house. your house. So but tell them that you don't live there and you were driving around <laughs> in the riding lawnmower and you decided this is a good place to stop and sell it. And then when they show up, say, how does this thing run? And you say, she runs like a butte. And then you say, it's free. <laughs> um, and then I say, well, why are you at this house? You just say, well, I was driving around smoking PCP and decided this would be a great idea to stop and sell my lawnmower. And I go, where do you live? Go, I'm kind of like a gnome. I just go from place to place. And you mean say, a gnome? Well, what happens if like something goes wrong with this? You say, well, I don't know, but uh, leave it right here. And then when they get into the back of their truck, just go, see ya, and take off running the other way. Just like a gnome. Hopping <laughs> from home to home. Do you live here? No. I. Uh, I this is how I get to work. No. Can you give me a ride down to the liquor store in the back of your pickup truck? In fact, I'll just sit on the back of this lawnmower while you drive the truck. What I love is that Got him. He, he meant he obviously meant nomad. Yes. He said gnome. Yep. And he just kept on, kept on going. Didn't even stop him. Now, when you get this in the back of the truck, um, I'm going to ride on the back of this to the liquor store, but let me get my cowboy hat and my assless chaps because I really like driving my lawnmower and just feeling the vibration on my good old nerds. Like a butte. One last time. How does it run? Like a butte. 
<laughs> now, when we're driving, have your passenger turn around and look at me in the eyes because I like the vibration and eye contact. Yep, here comes the kiss me or touch me part. Go ahead. And when we stop, give me $7 so I can get a fifth of car cop and dump it all over me and then light me on fire. <laughs> and when I'm burning to death, kiss me, you son of a bitch. And then leave me on the side of the road. I forget, is this me? <laughs> I lost I can't track remember. of who's dumping the Karkov on him. Is this the guy who got the free lawnmower? And when I lay there burning to death, <laughs> kick me directly in the seeds. <laughs> and then pour hot coffee on me. And then roll me in barbed wire. Wait a minute. And then pour salt all over my body. Put me up in a museum so people can look at me. And then when they're done doing that... Bring back my damn lawnmower fix because I want to ride off into the sunset. <laughs> You're already burned, dead in a museum. Burned and nude. <laughs> <laughs> now when we're all done and this day's over and we go and have beers, I want you to kiss me again like you mean it. Like we're on prom dates. Kiss me. <laughs> and when this gets really weird, okay. tug twice. <laughs> Great story. Compelling and rich. <laughs> so the point is, is fix your damn lawnmower. <laughs> Hang on. Fix it. My cowboy hat blew up. Go back and get it. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, so, much, so much to unpack here. That, that was like the most confusing story of all. Like, I, I was like, where is he going? Like, I, I, like no, nothing fit together. I had no way. Like, I mean, you could, you could just hear it in Corey and Hawk that they were thoroughly confused with where he was even going with the story. And and he just kept on going, even though he wasn't going anywhere. He just kept on going, and just one thing after the other. And I don't know. I was I was writing notes down, and just the different things that he said. You know, seven dollars for a fifth of Karkov, and uh, <laughs> mixing up the word no man and gnome, and then yes. just going with it. <laughs> yeah and and see that was the era too like you know I, I liked it better like when Corey would just like Corey would kind of keep the mental note of it but he li- wouldn't stop the story it's like you let sauce just keep going and then you come back for the correction like nowadays Corey just kind of stops sauce right away and tells him he's wrong and yeah just just let the story go see where see where this train wreck is headed and i i don't know where that train wreck ended up eventually but that was i i kept laughing that was so much fun and i i feel like that one and the john orlerud story and yes. things like that i i feel like they're they've stifled meat sauce's creativity be, by by all their questions where he's afraid to go to to places like this anymore exactly exactly yeah that was a wild three minute a lawnmower ride for sure <laughs> wow into the sunset indeed This song yeah, bomb whales. I threw a wish in the well, don't ask me, I'll never tell. I looked to you, as it fell, and now you're in my way. I trade my soul for a wish, pennies and dimes for a kiss. I wasn't looking for this, but now you're in my way. Your stare was holding. Rip jeans, skin was showing, hot night, wind was blowing. Where you think you're going, baby. Day. I just met you. And this is crazy. But here's my number. So call me, maybe. It's hard to look right. At you, baby. But here's my number. So call me, maybe. All right.
right. Uh, I'm going to let you go first because it is quotes notes after all. So what do you got for us this week, Smitty? All right. Well, a few quotes notes. Um, one thing actually came to mind earlier as we were talking about the, the eventual demise of iHeart. And one of the things contributing to that is the new mandate that they can't play any music or at least music that they don't own. And the, the bright side to this is we've got to hear a lot of Rise this week, which I, I think was a, you know, a, a silver lining on the dark, dark cloud. Yes, I, I totally agree. I love, um, I love me some Rise. And uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the other thing I was, well, one of the other things I was thinking about this week, uh, when, when you mentioned with the Genesis open and the core versus four, I think we also might be in for the end of the core versus four in the NCAA tournament, at least if, uh, some conversations this week uh, pan out. I think it was Tommy who said that he's out already. He said he's out. And, um, you know, I just, with the, the parody in the NCAA and, you know, there's no, there's no Kentucky, there's no North Carolina. That's the the prohibitive favorite. And the core versus four just doesn't seem like a good bet anymore. I, I, I know that you tweeted that the number would be six today. I wonder if maybe five would be a fair number once the field is, is set, but I think core versus four is in trouble. I think so too. And I'm a hundred percent in uh, agreement with Corey on this one. It's absolute BS. Cause he offers this every year. Cause core doesn't pull this back when there's like a clear favorite in the field. You know, he's, uh, he's offering the core for four every single year, regardless of where the odds are. And for them to be like, well, this year it looks bad. So I'm out. And then, you know, like next year, if you've got like a 32 and O team, that's just killing everybody. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's do the core versus four. I, that's BS, man. This is like a standing bet. This is like Parrish versus the field. It's a standing bet. You know, the odds might be slightly in Corey's favor, you know, most years with the core versus four, but and and this year more so. But I'm like, it's a standing bet. You don't like you don't have the option to get in and out of this bet every year. So, um, you know, I if Corey goes to five, like, you know, I. I, I think that's very generous on his part, given the fact that, I mean, this is like, this is one of the older bets in power trip history. You know, this is like a nine or 10 year bit now. And yeah, I, I just think it's BS for them trying to back out of this because the odds are against them this year. Pick the winner. Absolutely. And I was actually thinking about this week. So eight or nine years is probably about where I would have guessed it is too. And that, you know, it's tradition at this point. And like you said, some years it's in your favor, some years it's not, but either way, it's, it's a, it's a fun bet. And here's the bottom line. Are you going to watch the NCAA tournament without money on it? Seriously? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> the, the NCAA tournament without money on it, that, that just defies my comprehension. I can't even, what, what does that even mean? Might as well not hold it. Absolutely. And then my, my only other note uh, is, I was just thinking about, uh, as Zach was describing his pilgrimage, pil- pilgrimage across the country for the church challenge and going down to see the eclipse and the guys headed to ti and there's you know there's different power trip related things that we can go to and you can maybe i so this this summer i'm going to be road tripping with my family and i thought you know what how cool would that be if our paths would cross and i don't think it's going to work out for me but just something to think about as as uh you know zach has clearly outlined exactly where he's going to be um i will be able to be a part of the ti show at least on thursday night i think i've driven down a couple times for that one so i think uh button bars thinking about heading down for that one also i won't be able to stay for the show the next morning but uh i'd like to get down to ti and and witness the thursday show again sounds fun yeah i I think those shows are fun i'm i'm gonna get there one year I'd, i'd love to get there one year for those shows stay overnight just you know do the whole 
casino gambling, see the off-air show, see the Friday morning show, the major, and it'll be cool this year with Creasel at it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm kind of surprised. I thought he had participated in a major before, but I guess not. Yeah, I thought so too, but I, I, I started thinking about it a little bit and I was like, no, I guess he has. I mean, he's been in a lot of live initial shows like with Vegas and everything, but yeah, none of them were technically a major as far as I can tell. We'll see what happens. I, I think, uh, he would be the dark horse to win the whole thing, but, uh, do you have any, any, uh, notes for us this week? Yeah, I got a few. I'll, I'll piggyback on that too. I, I do have a standing offer open to Zach because he said Kansas City is one of the places he's going to be staying. So like I will, uh, standing offer to buy him dinner anywhere he wants to, um, if he, if he needs to pinch a few pennies on the trip. Otherwise, you know, if he's driving a gold plated <laughs> Lexus at that point, then, you know, he's, he's on his own. So <laughs> yeah, with a license plate that says G O F N D M E. <laughs> exactly <laughs> perfect um I've, I've actually got a few you know normally we talk very positively on the show we're very you know happy and enjoying things around the show i've actually got a few complaints about the power trip this week um and yeah it's, it's kind of kind of odd a few things made me mad this week uh first up duel of the decades on wednesday the duel of the decades board game version they bet on it the first week. They quit betting on it. I'm like, what is this? Like, you you establish a precedent, and it was only ten bucks. I mean, I get it, but you know, like you, you had a precedent, and then you just completely go away with it. It's like I, I have no interest in who wins your duel of the decades board game if there's no heat on it. Come on, man. Too rash. <laughs> Too rash. Um, and also during the Duel of the Decades board game, how on earth do you not know that Van Halen's first album with Sammy Hagar was 5150? I mean, oh my God. I'm like, I haven't screamed at the radio that hard in a long time. I'm like, <laughs> seriously, come on, man. That is that. Oh my God. Uh, and even Oak, he's like, uh, oh, I want to say, oh, you ate one too. I'm like, Really? OUA12. Honestly, come on. 5150 is an epic album. And to all the, all the, cause I love Van Halen. I love it all. I love David Lee Roth here. Well, I shouldn't say I love it all. I love David Lee Roth. I love Sammy Hagar. Everything after Sammy Hagar was eh, sketchy, but, um, you know, Eddie's brilliant. 5150 is one of the greatest albums that a lot of like the DLR people deny because it's Sammy Hagar. But oh my God, that album is so good. And for them to not remember that, Trash, right, Smitty? Well, I so I have to admit, I I would have been in the same place. I'm, you know, Mark Parrish is about the same age as I am. So as I was thinking through my catalog of Van Halen albums, for unlawful carnal knowledge was the first one that I owned. So that one came to mind. Um, and I I've seen fifty one fifty. I was actually listening to it before the show this morning, and there's there's some bangers on that album, but it it would not have come to my mind uh, either. Uh, Summer Nights is one of the greatest songs ever. I, I love that <laughs> song. And, that, and the guitar work on 5150 is just, it's peak Eddie. It's absolute peak Eddie. I love it. Ugh, I was frustrated. And then, of all things, and Corey has, I will give I, I, I will give the Power Trip a little bit. This is more of a K-Fan rip than, the, than a Power Trip rip, because at least Corey has brought this up. The Minnesota Gopher basketball team is 23-3 and versus the spread. Now, I know not everybody cares as much about sports betting as I do, but th this is epic. This is the best record against the spread in 20 years. And, and the only reason it's 20 years is that's how that's all the farther I have data that goes back to. I don't it could be this could be the best record against the spread in 50 years. We don't know. I can just tell you it's the best record in the last 20 years. 
this is a gigantic story nationwide, honestly. I mean, like, they're talking about it on Visa and ESPN. Everybody, like, this is a huge story. Everybody knows that the Gophers are 23-3 and versus the spread. It gets a little mention on the power trip. None of the other hosts mention it at all. I'm like... What what is going on? You have one of the greatest betting stories of all time right in your backyard of cash and tickets left and right, and they're not saying a <laughs> word. I mean, come on, man. I yeah, and uh, I think the Gophers have maybe four or five games left before the Big Ten tournament, and so they can just keep padding that. And uh, they've got a few winnable games if they if they uh, if they beat Illinois, that'll certainly be beating the spread. Also, we'll see if it, uh, maybe get some nationwide press as as it gets closer but i i agree i don't know why this isn't getting more more talk on the show it is huge and i mean honestly like you know they always say great teams cover and all that but i mean there, there's a lot of truth to that and the work that ben johnson has done this year is spectacular um and i love this team and i so hope they get in the ncaa tournament um just not not only so i can bet more on them but um so that uh just just to see it i think it would be fantastic to see ben johnson in the ncaa tournament all right. Well, enough of my complaints. Um, <laughs> um, we did learn something this week. Um, the most difficult sentence to pronounce, um, apparently, in the world, since these happened within one minute of each other. Officers were looking for missing missing fishermen. If you are looking for missing missing fishermen, yeah. So, uh, missing fishermen. Smitty, say that quick five times. Missing fisherman, missing fisherman, missing fisherman, missing fisherman. You nailed it. All right. Although I think that was only four, but you, you nailed oh. it. So, well, I'm Par- not good with numbers. Apparently, that's very difficult. Or Corey just got it in his head uh, <laughs> from uh, from hockey's mispronunciation. All right. Well, that's about it for this week. Uh, except we need to address the elephant in the room, right? Um, and uh, no, Sauce and Nordo aren't here on their motorcycles. Uh, and as far as we know, there aren't actually elephants involved, though that is not completely ruled out at this point. <laughs> of course, we're talking about the secret Tommy story. And just quick little soapbox from me. FOMO is out of control in this country, man. I have had more people like text and tweet and DM me about this whole Tommy story. I'm like, honestly, most, uh, most of this stuff, when you find out what it really is or hear, you know, like it's usually a letdown. I'm like, and yeah, people, it's just out of control with FOMO with how obsessed people are over this, but it's taken up good parts of the last two shows. So I guess we have to address it. Smitty, I know we have different theories on what the secret might be. Uh, why don't you give us your theory first? All right. Well, I've, you know, I've thought about this. I've tried to put together the clues, different, different phrases. They're getting a reaction from the guys. And, and near as I can tell, uh, I think the story went down like this. I think Tommy and four other people, including possibly blood relatives of of Tommy, they they visited an all-you-can-eat buffet, uh, as it were. And of all the delicious cuts of meat that were available, uh, several of the participants chose the salad, specifically the tossed salad variety. And then after they had all had their fill uh, of the salad, the the buffet was was quite a mess with salad dressing everywhere. And, and the punctuation is that uh, Tommy cleaned up the mess in, uh, well, in Dan Barrero's words, with your mouth. And I think that's what happened. <laughs> well done. Um, you know, I, I think your theory is right. Part of me 
like I just wanted to tweet out something that was like so beyond horrific that like they would <laughs> they would be compelled to like actually reveal the story to like suppress the fact that that might actually be the story. But uh, so I you know I, I was kind of thinking a little bit. I, there's definitely multiple people involved. Um, I went down the road of I, I, Tommy and Eddie have done a lot of things together, right? I mean, well documented on the power trip. Um, I think I, I think this was um, a, a three person um, endeavor. I think uh, Tommy was there. I think Eddie was there, and I think a, a fine young lady was there as well. And the three of them enjoyed a, a, a very fun evening together. Um, you know, always deferring to uh, to his older brother. I think Tommy let Eddie go first, if you will. And um, following, you know, um, Eddie's turn, it was Tommy's turn. And things aren't, you know, as pristine as they are when when it's when you're first. You know, sometimes when you're second, things aren't quite as pristine. So I think, you know, there there probably needed to be, you know, some tidying up, shall we say, that needed to be done um, b- before Tommy could have his turn. You know, sometimes you have to get things in order, and then it's your turn. And so, you know, quite frankly, I think it just came down to clean up on aisle sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> well and, put I, I wasn't sure what aisle that was going to be but that makes a lot of sense and uh and uh if he uh if he cleaned up with his uh his tongue as it were that means there was a lot of uh a lot of sharing within the family shall we say <laughs> the world may never know yeah and you probably don't want to know see this takes me back it reminds me of back in the day when like isis was cutting people's heads off all the time and Corey, sure. wa- Corey watched the video and like, he was like, why did I watch that? And then he was trying to get everybody, like everybody who would come in the studio, he'd have them watch the video and then they'd see it and they'd be like, why did I watch that? And it's like, this is exactly how I feel with the Tommy story. It's like, if you get the actual story, you'll be like, why did you tell me that? So get over the, <laughs> get over the FOMO, just, you know, pick either Smitty's theory or my theory and, um, and, and, and end the story right there. All right. Well, I think we need a massive palate cleanser after all of that. <laughs> so uh, what do you got for us this week in funny news? All right. Well, a couple of stories that I found. Uh, an Oklahoma judge has stepped down after she was caught s- sending hundreds of texts. Yes, hundreds of texts from the bench, including messages, mocking prosecutors and sprinkled with emojis. When asked to comment, lawyer Lambert said, uh, hold on, I'm uh, I'm posting pictures of the sunset by the lake by my cabin. <laughs> oh my god, he <laughs> that's his that's my bit, <laughs> and uh, I love them all. Yes, indeed. Astronomers have discovered what may be the brightest object in the universe—a quasar that is 500 trillion times brighter than our sun. It has a black hole at its heart and is growing so fast that it swallows the equivalent of one sun every day. Hey, Hawk, how good would a sun be right now? <laughs> a black hole sun. <laughs> black hole sun, exactly. Um, for the for our, for our last one, um, judging by the way you typed it into our uh, agenda, I think you and I both have the same exact story. So this is not unlike the power trip where they kind of do their... Uh, their uh, bit of the week, their story of the week. Uh, so I think we're going down the same road. Uh, why don't you go first? 
Yeah, let's find out. Apparently, police in England received an unusual call when a motorist reported himself for driving drunk. When officers arrived, they administered a breath test that revealed the driver was, in fact, three times the legal limit. Surprisingly, the drunk was allowed to return to Florida to resume production of his podcast and continue watching preseason Twins baseball. <laughs> All right. A motorist in England called police to report that he was too drunk to drive. An emergency dispatcher received the unusual call just before noon on Monday when a motorist reported he was driving drunk and said he, quote, doesn't know what he is doing. Turns out the man was so drunk that he was actually in Wisconsin at the time. <laughs> All right, good. We didn't have the same punchline. That's good. So We didn't. And actually, I thought the, I thought you were going to pick on our good friend Andy when I, when I saw that headline, but... Uh... We both veered in different directions. Exactly. Because I, I thought you were going to go with Andy as well, and you went with bonus. So <laughs> well done. All right. That's our that's our news story of the week. All right. Well, that will do it for um, a very, uh, very in-depth podcast this week. Let's just say that. Smitty, uh, <laughs> where can they find you at uh, in the meantime? As always, if you're looking for bad photoshopping and other power trip nonsense, at Oom Smitty on Twitter. Otherwise, if you just want quotes content, at Power Trip Quotes, also on Twitter. All right. And I'm, of course, at Power Trip Bets on Twitter slash X, uh, PT Bets on Instagram, where I almost never post, and at Power Trip Bets on TikTok. Uh, for, this is our first show since the Super Bowl. Both my Super Bowl props hit on TikTok, and I haven't done a TikTok since because I only do TikToks when I truly believe in it. I don't know a whole lot about basketball, so you might not get a TikTok from me until uh, Bet the Road Team when the NHL playoffs start. We'll see, but <laughs> you can still follow me there. Um, <laughs> I will. I will. I will do another. Uh, do I should be doing them for these Gopher games. That's what I should have done, but. Um, I, I still don't trust myself when it comes to basketball. I'm just riding everybody else's momentum on the Gopher basketball team. So, all right. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. We will talk to you in two weeks. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye now.